0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola, thank you for joining me. Um, the title of today's episode is Revive Us Again and um, we're still very much in the example of the Believer series which we kicked off about I think five, six, seven episodes ago. We've done a couple of um, episodes on partnership with God, um, partaker, um, a follower of God and um, being a partaker. With him, um, and we then moved on to I think three episodes ago. Yeah, then we did Followers of God, and then two episodes ago we did Salted with Fire. Yesterday was Believers' Code of Conduct, where we talked about you know the fact that there actually is a code of conduct, and I've never really looked at it that way, you know. But uh, but, but I I like the fact that God brought me to that that there's a code of conduct for every believer, and that there are things that we're expected to do, and you know we just like every kingdom every nation every nation has you know i mean they have rules they have regulations you know ways to park where to park where you can build a house where you shouldn't build a house how you should behave in public behavior that is tolerated in public behavior that is not tolerated in public you know every i mean every family you know every 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 as community of people you know whether as a nation as a society has a a code of conduct or a set of laws and guidelines accepted behaviors and unacceptable behaviors and the kingdom of God is no different so you know I think I thank God for that you know really giving it to me in that perspective because I've never really looked at it that way and I think if we understand that and this is a spiritual code it's not a physical code so it's not a code of a law that is written down as well as it's going to be checking it is God that is going to be weighing my heart and my conduct and my behavior and the way in which I treat people when even other people are not looking the things that I say the things that i think about them the things that i do behind their backs if at all i do that you know those are the things that god is going to be weighing and we ended up yesterday by realizing that all of us will appear before the judgment seat of christ and that i will receive what is due to me for what i have done in my body and i will be judged against god's code of conduct for his children for people in his kingdom and for all, all, all men and so it's important for me as a believer to realize that and that I shouldn't be overtaken by you know doctrines of men that seem to make it look as if once I'm a believer then I have a, a free pass you know and I'm not expected to live righteously or God will just miraculously turn away or turn a blind eye when I violate his code of conduct so today we're going to be talking about so we ended up we had talked about salted with fire two episodes ago God is bringing me back again to that salted with fire and now we're talking about revival. Because I think, I don't know if it was yesterday or so, we talked about the fact that, you know, this year, that w- there are certain things that God does. You can One can tell that God is about to, you know, is about to cause an awakening to begin to happen. And two episodes ago, we talked about salted with fire. God had actually, you know, led me to muse about how the experience of Pentecost came. And how the Holy Ghost came, and you know, and everybody was baptized together. And from then, they then had the power to go out and do the things of God. And I think while I was musing on that as well, I realized that it's passion that actually makes one do something. The baptism of the Holy Spirit also comes to make one do something. So I think the reason why God is bringing me to this today is actually bringing me to a place where, by it is necessary that I begin to actually pray for revival because. Um I realized that many of the things that God will have me do in fact when I when I look back to my student university, days, the period when I I, I I said in my last two musings was very you know very similar to when the early church was and how things were and the fire and the favor that we had for God and the things that we were able to do, you know as a very, very small, tight and impactful Christ, um, Jesus community, I realized that we were, we were there was a revival, there was a move of God at that time which we were a part of and i think that w- we need that kind of revival as well i think god is doing i think over lockdown god has been doing a personal revival for many of us i think even me getting to the point of starting this um, podcast during lockdown um, podcast during lockdown was part of my own personal revival but i think god is calling and would like us to come to a place where there would actually be a a big move of god similar to what we're seeing in my country right now concerning how he's moving the young children you know the, the youth the millennials gen- generation z how he's moving them in one direction to do one thing you know to do something together and you know to change things let's just say i'm confronting justice and oppression oppression i think we need a similar move you know yeah yeah you know in, in Jesus circles as well and who knows maybe this is even part of it I don't I don't know but it was probably it is in some shape or form but what I'm sensing and I think if I look at the spirit of my musings even before now it has always been about how can we change our world and I believe that God may God is using these young ones to show us how things should be done I think he's raising a a Joshua generation that is going to take the word of God farther into the next future because clearly what we have been doing and where we have gotten to is only de- i mean it's only decline that would have been the next thing you know just like i mean clearly it's just yeah i think that's it so the prayer of my heart and i think the prayer of god's heart of where he would want me to be and us to be at this time is where psalm 85 verse 6 says which is will thou not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you you, that your people may be rekindled in you that the people may be re-energized in you that your people may you know just rejoice in you and be who you want them to be the prayer is will thou not revive us again so the title for today is revive us again thank you for joining me of this scripture where um david or the psalmist you know says will thou not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you i think this is him also coming to that place where he realizes that (sighs) without him without god we cannot do anything so even the zeal to worship god has to come from god it's just amazing but i think where i come in is that i have to be willing i have to to you know to want that passion i have to seek it as well you know and and as god 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 will answer the the cries of my heart, and then give me that zeal and that passion. There has to be a a willingness in me to want to change things, and then I ask God for that faith and for that courage. And we're gonna read some scriptures. I think that talk about this. So the title is Revive Us Again. Honestly, that's the prayer of my heart because even me, like I said, I realize that I don't know about if this is true for everyone else, but let me speak for myself. I, I find out that when the passion is is there, I am able to do things without thinking you know even with work i can walk all night i can i can do you know i it's my passion that drives me you know so for me for me to be able to do the things of god in the way that he would have me to do i need that passion it's 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 my energy it's my reason for being you know i need it and i need that zeal and i know that that zeal for a very long time has been quenched which is what i talked about i think i mused about that yesterday and also the day before so I, that prayer is a very strong one in my heart. Revive us again, O Lord. So Psalm 18 verse 19 says, Turn us again, O Lord God of hosts. Cause thy face to shine and we shall be saved. Again, this is drawing a distinction between personal revival and, you know, it, how would I say, community revival. And this is really, when it says revival, that's why I'm not saying revive me again. So revive us is really about community revival. And that's what we're praying for. And like I said, we learned, just like we mused in the other churches, it doesn't have to be, a, a big multitude of people. The churches, the Jesus communities in um, in the Ac- Acts of the Apostles' time, they were very small. They were held, they were held in households. And I, and I have come to find that those are very, very impactful. It's not really about the size and the number. Let us be few, but let us be impactful. Let us be few, but let us love God. Let us be few, but let us not be idol worshippers. Let us be few, but let us not be money worshippers. Let us be few. Let us be purposeful. Let us be few. Let us walk in love. Let us be, be few. Let us walk in the Spirit. Let us be few, but let us have the desire to do the things that are pleasing in, in, in the sight of God. Let us be few, but let us be real, genuine, um, true worshippers who are willing to, who want to worship God, who desire to worship God in spirit and in truth. I think these diluted um, gatherings is not, is not working, it's not helping. Honestly, that's where I am right now. I want to be you know, in, in the community of believers who are really, really seeking to have a higher experience with the Lord they are there because of who he is and not because of what they want so in fact the fewer the better said less is more in this case because the bible says one will chase to flight 1000 and two will chase to flight 10000 so we, we don't need to be too many so and, and i pray that god will answer you know the, the 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 desires of our heart the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off so Acts 3 19 to 21 we're just going to read a number of scriptures talking about what it means when God moves people, you know, he comes down from heaven, you know, on earth and he actually moves people in a particular direction even in the physical world like what's going on right now with the protests in nigeria the NSA's protest, they are they are they are called social movements it happens times in history when you know things just happen bubble up to a point who knows what happens in the spiritual that causes it to happen but i believe it's the hand of god and it moves a set of people to to check to, to and it usually brings change in a way that nobody could have anticipated would have happened before that time people who don't understand these social trends may say that oh some People were behind it, but it it doesn't happen. The ones that people organize, those ones that that's what you call protest, when it becomes spontaneous, when it becomes leaderless and coordinated, I mean, almost like things that like the civil rights movement in in the US, nobody planned it. The oppression had been on for a long time, but it's like something shifts in the spiritual. Somebody, one person, maybe one woman deciding that she's not going to sit, you know, she's going to like Rosa Parks did in the US, who decided that she wasn't going to get up when they wanted her to get up for a white person on the bus, then that just sparked a whole chain of events. You know, so every country has theirs, you know, South Africa too. And it happens, you know, It sometimes it happens once in a generation, sometimes once in two generations. But there are moves, so there are social movements. So just like there are social movements, in that same way, there are spiritual moves of God, whereby the move of God just comes and people are moved in a direction. There is power behind that movement. Nobody can stop that movement. There are miracles, there are signs, there are wonders. Things are born, you know, things miracles happen in the lives of men. We need that again now. So let us know the people that are serving God and the people that are serving something else. Because right now I think we are so we are, I think we are so mixed together that it is impossible to see where the value, where the strength, where the power of God truly lies. And I don't think it's it's comfortable. So so the the, the evil and the wickedness and the sin of those who have joined themselves around us and amongst us has has diluted and, and and is is um how would i say camouflaging and and bringing negative attention or, cor- or corrupting the, the the testimony of christ in our midst because we have not separated ourselves from them so i believe god is causing us calling his children to a period of separation and that's why this is the prayer and the title of this music revive us again and i i am inspired by what is going on in the youth movement in my country nigeria because it then shows me that if god could do this even in the midst of such an evil and oppressive um um, construct of uh, of system where you know you really don't have a voice then god can do this if this could happen even naturally young children rising up against evil constructs you know systems that are just wicked and unjust and evil you just can't comprehend how people can even do some of the things that these people just do and shrug away and go back and sleep and stay with their families, you know. And if God can do this, then that means that He can do so much more, even through, you know, His people as well. And and you know, again on Sunday and and a lot of the Christian youth are also part of what's going on. So this is happening to youth across all faiths and all denominations. Yes, and I just believe. Anyways, let me not preempt the moving, but it's the prayer of my heart, Lord, revive us again. And I do pray that whatever God is doing through even the movement that is going on even in the social space in the community and in the world you know in my nation as well in my community by society and i pray that god will will do his work and that the enemy will not be able to stand against it the wicked systems the oppressive systems that god will break them and destroy them he will use this movement to enthrone a system of justice a system where everyone has a right a system of humanity and transparency all to his glory, and that for everyone who has been unjustly treated and oppressed, that God will bring forth will bring justice to them, comfort and healing to their families, and affliction shall not arise again for them nor their generations. In Jesus' name, Amen. So Acts 3:19 to 21 says, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord, so there is something that is called times of refreshing, and the apostles were telling um the, those who were gathered at that time who were who saw what had happened you know after the, the when the Jesus community the early church was birthed after Pentecost and the miracles that they started doing he was telling them that. People, we all needed to, be rep- to repent and baptize because this was a time of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. God had come with something new and that's what revival is about. The move comes to do something. So the move of the early church was to come and establish Jesus' communities and to bring the gospel and to show an example of what it means to be believers and to set up the early beginnings of the gospel. The move for us in these last days is a different one. It's a move to consolidate on all that has gone before and to prepare for the second coming of the Lord. To bring down wickedness and oppression and to show the world that Christ has the answer. And that whatever it is that we're faced with at this time, that God is still ruling the kingdom of men and that he gives it to whomsoever. he will. There is a mandate for this time. I don't think I'm articulating it well, but I know that there is a mandate for the Jesus communities of this time, just like there was a mandate for those, the early church, shortly after the coming of Christ. And I think, in fact, there's a scripture that says that mandate, and I will say it because, yes, that's why it's not good to print the scripture. So, Psalm 22, verse 27 says, all the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nation shall worship you. So, this is the end game. This is what God, and until this happens, God will not be satisfied. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nation shall worship before you. So, worshiping God, not worshiping man, worshiping God and not worshiping money, worshiping God and not worshiping self. So, anything that we are doing in faith circles that is drawing attention to men, drawing attention to money, drawing attention to our self ambition and my self needs, and my, 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 it's not of God. That's not God's purpose. For the communities on That's not why he sent the Holy Spirit. If not, he should have had a model whereby once I get saved, I go to heaven. That's it. But that's not why he has kept me here and empowered me with power from on high. <laughs> Isaiah 57 15 says, For thus said the, the high and lofty one that inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones that's talking about when god co- personal revival when god actually comes in to revive the hearts of the humble ephesians 5 11 to 14 and i'm going to read this, this is about five verses i'm going to read this And I pray that God will take it in the direction that He wants it to go. Say so, do not participate in the worthless and unproductive deeds of darkness, but instead expose them by exemplifying personal integrity, moral courage, and godly character. For it is disgraceful even to mention the things that such people practice in secret. Verse 12. Verse 13: But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light of God's precepts, for it is light that makes everything visible. Awake, therefore, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine upon you and give you light. Verse 15, Therefore see that you walk carefully, living life with honor, purpose, and courage, shunning those who tolerate and enable evil. And do not walk as the unwise, but as wise, being sensible, intelligent, and discerning, because the days are filled with evil. But be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by Him. Let no man deceive you with empty arguments that cause you to sin. So when when I am using on revise or revive us again, this is showing me because when I read this, this is you know it's saying that as Christians we should shun those who toler, who, who tolerate and enable evil amongst us. We should be sensible. I am supposed to be sensible, intelligent, and discerning because the days are full of evil. And he's talking this advice Paul was giving it to the church in Ephesus to be mindful and, and alert. And to be to, to be careful about those amongst them who were trying to deceive them with empty arguments to cause them to sin. Those who did not exemplify personal integrity. Those who did not have moral courage. Those who did not have godly character. Those who were actually living a double life. Because it talks about them. It is disgraceful to mention the things that they do. That they were practicing in secret. It says on point that we should not participate in the worthless and unproductive deeds of darkness. But instead expose them. By exemplifying personal integrity, moral courage, and godly character. He was not talking about people outside of the kingdom. He was talking about people in the kingdom whose lifestyle was contrary to the dictates of the kingdom. And were trying to influence and corrupt people inside the kingdom with their ungodly lifestyle. And I'm not just talking moral character. There is so much more in this. There is so much more in this. It says unproductive deeds of darkness, and it says we should we should they should be we should expose it by our personal integrity. So that means that that integrity probably the has element of corruption, like moral, um, financial corruption and uh, and those sort of things is there. When it talks about moral courage, it's very likely that many of them were even probably even involved in false worship. It now says godly character, so they were wicked and sinful people, yet. Inside the kingdom. So when I'm, I am praying for revivals again, I'm praying so that even the ability to be this kind of person, who stands up for what is right, because our moral courage it is lacking in faith circles. Now we just, even when you know it's not it's not right, you you keep quiet. We tolerate it. and 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 that's that's I'm reading this was amplified version and uh, there's just some kind of depth that. I think amplified version can only when he gives it in the language of today. And he said this, He said, therefore, see that you walk that I shall. I should walk carefully, living my life with honor, with purpose, purpose driven life, and courage. Honestly, that courage is what I see that is the most important thing because many times we see that what is being said, what is being done is wrong. Nobody has the moral courage to confront it, even in faith circles, especially in faith circles. So yes, evil men who are assertive will have their way. we promote what should not be promoted while masking it with a cloak of righteousness. But you can tell, this is not what we should be doing. This is wrong. This is not right. So since we should shun those who tolerate and enable evil, And I trust, I thank God for that, for that God will give us all. Give me the moral courage to do what I can do in my space as well. So, when we are thinking of revivals again, why does God want to revive us? I mean, what's the end game? We've already seen the first one in Psalm, but let's read Matthew 24, 14, New Testament. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Yes. So I believe that God wants that gospel to be preached. He wants us to go out. I believe that everything that has happened is to bring us to a place that will force us out of our comfort zone. I believe that a Joshua generation is being born. Those who will self-organize for impact. They will not be tied to buildings or locations or denominations, but will be unconstrained for Christ. They will be Jesus communities. They will be Jesus community-led, Holy Ghost-inspired, God-breathed. Their word, doctrine, lifestyle, and grassroots impact will draw men to them. They will be called the Joshua generation, just like it was Joshua that took the children of Israel into the promised land. The older generation were not able to get out of the wilderness. In fact, the journey of four days, they Parambulated around for 40 years it was the Joshua generation that was able to take them forward Isaiah 2 says the word that Isaiah the son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem verse 2 and it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow into it And many people shall go and say, come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Our Lord Jesus Christ prayed that his will, the will of the Father, be done on earth as it is in heaven. That was how he taught us how to pray. That is still the prayer of God today, that His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, Father, revive us again, that Your will may be done on earth, in our nation, in my community, in my society, that Your will may be done in my household, in my life, that that Your will may be done in my nation, in my society, in my community, that Your will may be done in all these places as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of Musings with Jesus. Um, If you are already saved, I encourage you to continue in the study of the word and the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But if you are not yet a believer and you are yet to give your life to Christ, you know, maybe you have in the past or you are just you just feel you're at a point where you need to really make a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ and you would like to give your life to Christ, please join me now in a very simple prayer. You can say this after me. You can say it under your breath. You can say it in your heart. The most important thing is that you believe. Romans 10 verse 9 to 10 says, If we believe with our hearts the Lord Jesus and we confess Him as Lord. He will save us, and that with our hearts man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So please join me in this um, short prayer. Almighty God, I confess that I am a sinner. I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Uh, please, I would need you to repeat this after me. So let's let's take that again. Almighty God. I confess that I am a sinner. I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he is the way, the truth and the life. I believe your word that you sent him to the earth to die for my sins and you raised him from the dead for my redemption. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Save me from sin and save me from spiritual death. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Help me to know you and to serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Father, Lord, I thank you for everyone that has prayed this prayer and I commit them unto you and unto the word of your grace. Thank you for being able, I know that you are the one that is able to build them up and to give them their own inheritance in the saints. Father, let your name be glorified. Show them your way. Show them your will and let them walk with you in Jesus' name. If you have prayed this prayer, congratulations. You are now a child of God. You have every authority to deal with God as a father would recommend that you begin to build a relationship with the Word of God through the Bible. And I think a good way to start is to get a good Bible and start reading from Matthew. Read about the Gospel of Jesus Christ. It's very self-explanatory. The words will come alive and they will just do miracles in your hearts and in your mind. Um, Please stay tuned to this podcast as well Because it's an ongoing journey It's a daily podcast we we record every day And I trust God that every day God will give something That would inspire you and make your journey with Him And the world even more interesting I would also recommend that you go to www.bibleprojects.com, Which is a site that has the Bible explained In very short and simple narrative videos It also has podcast recordings There's a YouTube channel, you can check it out as well I think BibleProject.com is an excellent introduction into the Word of God and what it means to be part of the unified story in Christ Jesus. And finally, I would also recommend that you find a community of Bible believers near you, um, informally, online, wherever it may be. And um, let's share this experience and begin to build the journey as you would. If you would also like, you could also record a voice message and send it to me on my channel through Anchor FM things with Jesus. I wish you all the best in your own